how to host a party or gathering and really enjoy it too. That's what we're talking about today. The lessons I've learned in my years of party throwing and mistakes I've made along the way. Tips that work for kids' parties and adults' parties, small get-togethers, or parties on a bigger scale. You put so much into creating a fun party experience for you and your guests. Once the party starts, you need to be in fun mode, not execution mode. This podcast episode is filled with lots and lots of ideas of how to do that. So you aren't worried about getting the right pictures or picking up the dirty plates when people are done or running around trying to fix the music that's not playing like it's supposed to be. We're talking about creative ways to have so many of these things handled ahead of time or during the party, but by other people. So you are free to enjoy your guests and have the best time. Also, what's worth spending a little extra on and ways you can save are key too. All coming up next. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day. And now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Have you ever been to an event or a party where the person hosting it is working the whole time, like working to make it a fun experience or cleaning up or setting up the whole time and barely has any time to talk to the guests, let alone have fun themselves. Or maybe this has happened to you like it has happened to me many times. I wanted to do a podcast all about hosting awesome parties, but so that you have fun. I think this is something that is often overlooked in a party planning process. You're thinking about all the details, the plates, the food, maybe there's entertainment or rentals or seating, uh, maybe there's a photographer, a photo booth, something else. But I'm gonna give you tips today on the thing that I think people miss a lot is the plan for you to have fun and all your, your family, your closest people to really have fun and enjoy the event. I know lots of events that I've done a great job with this and others that I haven't done such a great job. And I'm telling you the key difference is it feels it just feels like worth it when you organize it the right way. You know, sometimes you can plan a party and then it happens so fast and you're like, oh my gosh, I spent all this time planning it and all this setup and then it just happens so fast and then it's over and then it's time to clean up. I think that one of the best ways to solve this problem is the minute the party starts, your work is done. Picture yourself clocking out, you're off the clock. You're not clearing plates. You're not helping with different like, you know, little problems that come up. You are enjoying. You know that things will not go perfectly, most likely, and you're just going to let it go. You're not going to get upset. You're not going to do crazy crisis management and all this stuff. It might not be perfect, but that's the beauty of the experience. And in this day, and you're going to let it go. So this podcast is all about all those little details that you can do ahead of time. Things like knowing any food allergies you need to accommodate for, or where the candles and the lighter will be if it's a birthday party, or maybe you have a signature drink or cocktail ready so everyone gets a refreshment really quickly. 
you know, all these things that can just make the party flow nicely. So like the first example with food allergies. So maybe you didn't realize or you didn't remember in the planning that someone or a couple people have a food allergy. So maybe then you're frantically trying to make something or order something else. Okay, that takes you away from the party. Or maybe you don't know where the candles or the lighter are. So it's time, everyone's ready to sing happy birthday. And then you realize, oh my gosh, I don't even know where they are. And then you go searching for five minutes to go get it. Hopefully you have it. But still, it's just that moment of like panic, like, ah, you know, racing to go get it. The signature drink or cocktail when people arrive, I love because then everyone, even if it's not exactly what they would order, everyone gets a little refreshment right away. So whether you're making drinks, you're having other people make their own drinks, or if you have a bartender, either way, everybody's happy right away. You're not like, oh, they need a drink. Let me go make, get them one. Let me go make them one. It's like, there's a signature drink and it's all ready. So everyone gets their first happy refreshment with alcohol or not. And then it's just like the party, the party can, the party can just be so much more smooth. So my goal is to give you lots of ideas of anything that could send you on a mission to solve on the day of the party. So we're going to work ahead of time instead of in the moment for those things. And lots of these are from personal experience and realizing after the event, oh yes, that could have been more smooth or I could have totally planned for that. So for me, it's all about walking yourself through the entire day of the event, not just the party itself, the entire day of the event. From the time you wake up, getting ready, until the last guest leaves, I try to walk through that entire thing. And at the beginning of the day, depending on what kind of event it is, you might want to consider getting your hair and makeup done. This is one of those things, and we'll talk about things that I think are worth splurging on and worth saving on. This is one of those things, if it's a party that's really important to you and you know you have a really busy day, I think is worth it because you can sit down, you can relax, you can catch up on quick text messages or you know anything, any conversations that need to happen. I was going to say check in with your vendors, but you've already done that the day before. Um, so it's just nice. And it's nice because it can your hair and makeup will be exactly as you like it. I always try to text an inspiration picture a couple days before so that they have an idea so it's fast. You know how, especially if the people know you, it, it's so much faster is if they go into it, you know the game plan. You don't sit down and say, oh, what should we do with my hair today? It's so much better if you take the time ahead of time, send them inspiration, you sit down, they power you out, and then you are off to go do it. You know how sometimes I've been to parties where the whole party is beautiful and set up, but the host comes down 30 or 40 minutes into the party because it's so hard to pull yourself together and also throw an awesome party. So favorite hack for that is consider getting your hair and makeup done. I think that is definitely worth the splurge. While we're on this topic of vendors, I always make a vendor list and I have them have somebody else's phone number when they arrive. So we're going to talk about helpers, but I think that you need to have one point person. And this does not need to be a fancy party planner. In fact, I never use a fancy party planner. I will use, well, I have my assistant for work, but I'll use my assistant or if in if she's not available or, you know, or in the past, I've used like a college girl or maybe one of my babysitters that watch the kids that it just has to be someone I think that you know well. You know how they operate. You know they're going to be efficient. You know they know you. They know what you're going to like. And then 
I have them be the point person. So I call the day before every vendor, just confirming you're arriving by 10, you're going to be set up and ready to go by 1130, about this many guests, two with dairy allergies, this, this, and this, you know? So I touch base with them so there are no questions. Also, I tell them where in the event they're going to be setting up because that's the thing. Everyone comes and knocks on the door and then everyone yells for you if the event is at your house. And then it's like, where do I go? Where's the electricity? I just figure out all that stuff ahead of time. I ask them, do you need electricity? Are you bringing your own extension cord? Are you bringing your own table? Send me a picture. What does it look like? Because a lot of times I'd rather have my own table with my own linens that looks like the rest of the party rather than a vendor's um, setup, which could be good in its in a different element. But if you have a party that's, you know, kind of all one theme, I, then I just tell them, don't even worry about bringing your table. It's an easier setup. And I know I would rather have that anyways. So they have their day of contact. So they are talking to somebody else, not you, because you, you want to be open for all the things that have to be done last. So any setup of, um, any setup of any fresh foods or pastries or cake or things like that. Dessert table always needs to be set up right at the very end. So I try to leave myself completely free to design the dessert table and any extra problems like unforeseen things that come up. I don't like assign myself any of the regular things like meeting with the vendors, telling them where to go, how to set up, where's the extension cord, all that kind of stuff. I talk through it all ahead of time and then I have someone else be a point person. And again, it does not have to be super expensive someone that you know, or even like a family friend that maybe wouldn't be coming to the party. You have to be careful that you don't hurt someone's feelings, that you don't invite someone who could have maybe been at the party. But like if it's a kid's party, I'll ask one of my friends that has older daughters, you know, maybe like a 16-year-old daughter, and I'll say, hey, I need you to be my go-to girl on this party. Are you up for it? I'm Sometimes I'll have them come over and kind of like walk the space and I'll kind of explain it the day before. Um, so that way they can see where everything is, where they can be helping, what stations like activity stations or things they need to be refilling. Um, and then I also send an email again ahead of time. So it's less for you to do on the day of. There's a there's an agenda. Hey, party starts at 1130. We're going to do cake at two. Be ready for this, this and this. And all so much of that, I'm telling you, it may seem like overkill and a ton of time ahead of time. But it really isn't that much time. It's just kind of really organizing everything and thinking of all the details and delegating it out. So the key is have people doing the things that you could be doing during the party. So maybe it's picking up dirty plates that, that people are finished and kind of leave on tables. Or maybe it's refilling toilet paper in the bathroom or offering people drinks. Another thing, sometimes I do a bartender and sometimes I just have like a nice bar and you can do cool glass canisters. I think I got mine at West Elm and Pottery Barn has great ones too. And you can have drinks out so they're easy to serve. It doesn't have to be like people are walking, you know, behind. I always have a big bucket, like an ice bucket filled with waters and sparkling waters and sodas and juices if you want. And then you can have some maybe lemonade or some cocktails pre-made. So if you're not going to do a bartender, I think that it's definitely not necessary. It depends. If it's a like for my 40th birthday party in the backyard, I did a bartender and it was essential. That's a time it was worth a splurge because it was mostly adults and lots of adults. So it wouldn't make sense for people to try to be making their own cocktail. It would just be a mess. So we just had one bartender, um, which really wasn't even that expensive. But for a lot of more casual events or events that are like half kids, half adults, 
all just save the money on the bartender and have things kind of pre-made, have a welcome cocktail, have lots of fresh ice. So it's easy for people to make their own, have some chopped fruit up. So it's just really easy. So that's kind of a, sometimes I think it's worth the splurge and other times I think it's better to save. Another huge tip. Have someone in charge of photos so you don't wake up the next day without the photos you wanted from your special event. Maybe you didn't get a photo with, you know, the birthday boy or girl if you're throwing it for somebody else, or you didn't get photos of your cool dessert table or what all the details, whatever it is. So have someone else in charge of photos. I always have, well, my good friend Greg Loza is, I'll put his contact information if you are local in Orange County is such an incredible photographer and videographer. He always captures everything for me. But I also have one person who's just doing like candids and random little videos because I love seeing later kind of all the different things that I didn't, that maybe I was talking to somebody else or I was in a different corner or whatever. I just love seeing it. So I have one assistant who just has my phone the entire time, snapping, snapping. Um, For me, that's just the best. And again, that helps with that like feeling like you were you lived in the moment of the party. You're not constantly on your phone and looking at everything behind the screen. Someone else is doing that. And you're free to enjoy and have fun and laugh and do all the things. And also it makes the party feel worth it. You don't have that day after feeling that I've told you that's like that yucky feeling that's like, ah, oh, I did all I set up, I planned it for months and then it happened so quick and it was over. I feel like for me, If I'm constantly on my phone and constantly trying to do all those things, that's how it feels. But if I have other people taking care of those things, I feel like I live in the moment and wake up with the the best feeling the next day. Like that was so worth it. What a great time with special people, like such a cool moment in time. So for photographers, have a friend do it. Um, Have a college girl or a babysitter or pay a professional photographer to do it. Either way, I think you should have a shot list made ahead of time. So a shot list is going to be something where you write out every picture you want for sure. And then everything else is just bonus. So maybe you want to say, I want a picture for sure with me and my mom, me and my kids, um, what, what one huge group photo. I want to make sure I get my, whatever it is, every single thing, the little details. I always do, if it's a kid's birthday party, the birthday girl by herself, the birthday girl with her two siblings, and then the birthday girl with just me and my husband, and then all five of us, right? So I'll make sure that I get that. And then I'll say a group of uh, all her girlfriends, because a lot of times we'll have kind of our family friends come too, but just like her and her close girlfriends. And I'd like it by the dessert table and also in the balance house and also here. So that way, They know exactly what I want to make sure we get. If there's anything specific you know you want, make a shot list and give it to them ahead of time. I've found that this makes it so you don't have any photo regret. You get everything. But also, it's just like they can't be a mind reader. I think a lot of people like it. It's like, yes, thank you. This is my agenda. I'm going to check it off the list and I'm going to know I get it. And it also makes photos kind of faster. Because we have a solid plan and then we just execute the plan and then we and then we move on. And of course, there's candids and stuff throughout. But I just hate the feeling of not capturing that moment in time enough or getting all the elements of the party. So have a shot list and have somebody else in charge of it. Next up, make sure your tech is working. Your music or if you're playing a video or a montage, test out your tech ahead of time. 
I had a party. The party was otherwise very smooth. It was a kid's party. But during the party, the music went out and it was like using our backyard speakers and I couldn't get it back on. I would get it back on and then not. I had someone else helping me. But I was like, lesson learned. The day before, I'm going to make sure I'm going to play the music all day. I'm going to play this exact same playlist while we're setting up the party and make sure I don't run into any hiccups. I had just assumed our backyard speakers usually work. They were going to work. But there was a period of the to- of time where the party almost felt like it was ending because there wasn't music, because there wasn't like a pulse to it. So make sure your tech is working. Test it the day before, if not sooner. Also, make a note. We talked about diet restrictions. Um, make sure when you're planning food, if you don't know all the guests well, make sure you ask if there are any diet restrictions just so you feel good about knowing you can accommodate. There's nothing worse than someone coming and saying, where's the gluten-free options or the nut-free dessert? And you're like, oh, I had no idea. I feel awful. So ask that ahead of time if you don't already know. Now, activities. Have things for people to do. I think that people think about activities mostly for kids, but I'm a big fan of activities for everybody. And let me explain. So I think that the first hour of a party, everyone's mingling and having fun for sure. But sometimes there needs to be something else to do. That's why I love a photo booth because it gets people laughing and showing their personalities and doing something fun. But I think there's so many activities that you can really do yourself. I very, very rarely have an activity vendor. Like sometimes one time I had Cinderella cakes come in and do the most awesome cake decorating experience for my girl Stella. And then I had Timory Paints, a local paint painter, had her team come in and did like a full art instruction for painting on a canvas, which was so cute. One time I had a spa company come in and do a spa set up in the backyard. Actually, all three of those things were the same party for my daughter, Stella. This was one of those parties where I kind of, I just didn't lay it out right. I just did, oh, perfect. We're going to divide a three-hour party into three different activities, but it just ended up to be a lot. Like we did the painting first, then the cake decorating, then the spa part, and it worked, but it was a lot of moving parts. Um, so if I do an activity vendor, I really limit it down. I love a caricature artist. I love a bounce house. I love a ball pit. There are so many different things, but I'm telling you for some adult parties, think about it. An activity is needed, especially for things like a graduation party where you're having mixed ages and sometimes tricky ages, a photo booth's great. Or I love a photo booth with like clear photo strips where you can put the, the, um, picture in the frame and then decorate the frame. So it just gives people something to do. And you'll be amazed. Some people will sit there and do it for 20 minutes and decorate their little clear frame. And it just is so fun. It's so fun to do something with your photos. And then people are more likely to take them home and display the photos. Um, It just makes it more memorable. And it's so inexpensive to get the little clear acrylic frames Um, from Amazon. I just order them and I order little 3D kind of puffy stickers to decorate around it. I love it. And I think it's just such the cutest inexpensive keepsake that people can take home. So think about different activities. For adults, I know it can be trickier, but I'm telling you, you'd be surprised. I think adults can have fun in a bounce house depending on the crowd. I love a caricature artist. Um, sometimes for, depending on the event, I've done a, uh, like a braid stylist, a hairstylist that does cool braids or a nail artist that kind of just takes your nails, whatever you have on your nails and adds 
cool designs on them and little rhinestones and gems kind of thing. One time I've, and then also sometimes there's entertainment. So I did a luau party and I hired a Hawaiian company to come do a really cool luau dance. Same party, no, under the sea party, under the sea party, I hired a a sand artist and I just moved. We had a, a just a square sandbox at the time and I moved my sandbox over and he brought in more sand and just made this really cool um, sand piece of sand art. So it was fun for people to just stand and watch. So many fun things you can do, but I think that that's one thing that's overlooked a lot of times is, and this comes back to walking yourself through the entire party. Think about what is everyone going to do? Obviously, the longer the party, the more things you might want to consider. But I think sometimes people think, I just don't want to make it complicated and I don't want to make it too expensive. But I'm telling you, there are so many things you can do that do not require a lot of time to prep or money. It's just advanced thinking and just the time to kind of Google it and think about it. Next, get your drinks and ice ready ahead of time. This is like, you know, you have your candles, you have your lighter, you have your drinks, you have your ice. Um, You want to have plenty of them. I love drink buckets with a huge pile of ice on top so it stays cold and people can self-serve and it's easy. We talked about setting up early. So I try to have every single thing set up the day before. Now, this can be tricky if it's not at your house, if you can't set up the day before. One thing that I think is worth the splurge is if it is if your party is somewhere else, I always ask them if they have a discounted day rate so that I can have it the day before too. And so if your party's on a Saturday, a lot of times they might not book that same space on a Friday anyways. So they'll give it to you for a reduced cost. And then you can go in Friday and design the whole thing. And there is no there's no stress. And for me, I want to design the, the whole thing. And also because a lot of the stuff I do look ends up looking really cool and polished, but it's all me doing it. It's all it's all hand done because I want to make it as, you know, awesome, but also really um, affordable and reasonable. And I want to kind of choose carefully where I splurge, but then the majority of it I'm putting together myself. So it takes extra time. So I think that is definitely worth the splurge is asking places if you can set up the day before. In that same world, I also think it's worth the splurge to ask your vendors the same thing. So say you're renting a bounce house or a ball pit or tables and linens, or maybe you're having a tent put up. I always ask them, and sometimes if they're doing lots of deliveries, you don't even have to pay extra. So if I have a party on Saturday, my I do my rentals through Baker Party Rentals in Costa Mesa, and they set up for me on Wednesday. They're like, cool, our Thursday, Friday are the busiest. Anyways, we'll come set up for you on Wednesday, no charge. So then I have from Wednesday on to start hanging things and figuring out where everything's going to go, and I'm not frazzled the day before. Other vendors will charge a little bit extra, maybe $100 or whatever it is to come in and set up. So you're renting whatever it is, like the bounce house for two days, but they know the party that it's just for a setup. So a lot of times the that kind of extra fee, it's definitely not double. It's not like you're you know paying twice for it. Um, but for me, that's key because if I have a bounce house, I want to attach you know the balloons or a sign or make sure spatially everything works. So that's where I think it's worth the splurge. Next up, helpers. So we talked about helpers a little bit, but I want to talk specifically about helpers to pick up during the party. So what they're doing is they are refilling your activity station. So maybe you have a slime table for kids 
or um, decorating Converse, tennis shoes, and they need to restock different things, restocking patches or paint pens or slime supplies. So for me, I have helpers who are simply picking up dirty plates or cups that are empty or trash, picking up trash and restocking. So everything is constantly like refreshed. So it looks like it did at the beginning of the party. So if you have people that come an hour in, they're not getting the destroyed version of the party. It stays fresh. So depending on how many people and the size of your party, I think that having helpers to pick up things is huge. Another thing that I've found is having healthy foods or just like something healthy is a big hit, whether it's a veggie tray or a fruit tray. I think it's tricky at parties. I mean, listen, people go to party and celebrate and a lot of times people aren't worried about it, but I think it's nice to have like a healthy element too, um, just to give some variety, some variety of food. Um, And again, sometimes I'll do a great, a great vendor, a full vendor um, for my last party for... Stella, we had hot dog on a stick come and they did the fresh everything and the fries and the hot dog on a stick and the cheese on a stick and the veggie dog and all that stuff. And it was the hot dog on a stick vendor serving fresh as you ordered it. Other times I'll kind of do like a DIY serving table where I'll get our local pizza place, Sergeant Pepperonis, which everybody loves. I'll do pizzas and I'll just make it look really cool with a, a variety. So I kind of just decide if I'm going to splurge on a food vendor or if I'm going to do it more myself depending on depending on the other elements of the party. For Presley's party coming up, I'm doing heart-shaped pizzas myself or ordering them from Sergeant Pepperoni's but not having a vendor here. And so since I'm kind of doing that less expensive, she really loves Hawaiian shaved ice. So then we're going to have a Hawaiian shaved ice vendor there making that fresh. I always kind of do a push and pull. I don't always just do... I, I really try to balance it out. And it's amazing how you can really save money and just have one vendor, one activity vendor, or one dessert vendor. I also love chip and chunk, like the the fresh ice cream sandwiches with the warm cookies. And you pick your flavor of cookies and your ice cream in the middle, and they make you handmade ice cream sandwiches. A huge hit. And it makes the party just seem so much more like full and grand and and awesome in this experience when really you DIY'd most of it and then you just had one dessert vendor. I'll kind of do I'll, I kind of change it up, change it up and decide, but I never go for all of all in on um vendors just because it becomes too expensive. Another thing to think of is having to go containers if you think there's going to be extra food or you tend to send people with food trying to think of all the things that we go racing for and looking for, having to go containers is really handy so that if you're going to have people make plates, maybe you did a spread of catering and you know you want people to make plates because you don't want to try to store all of it and you probably won't eat it. So have to go containers if you're going to send people with food. Next, make sure you have enough sitting room or standing room. At kids' parties, I usually do a couple high-top tables for adults just to kind of lean up against. I think that that's really nice and comfortable. A lot of times they don't want to, you know, fully sit down. But I think that having just a couple high-top tables with linens is really nice and sometimes um, sometimes not thought of. You think of it, it's a kid's party. The parents will just stand around. But it's nice to have a place for everyone to sit, eat, stand, eat, drink, put their drink down, that type of thing. I also love some sort of either appetizer station or after party bites. Like think of a snack station. 
So again, depending on, this is more for kind of an adult party, but if you think some people will stay for after the party actually ends, I like to have, because I found, sometimes I've gone into the pantry and tried to make my own like real quick on the fly cheese board, which works. But if you know people are going to um, hang out late, I always try to have something for after party bites or I'll do it as an appetizer, but but kind of build something, but have it ready ahead of, ahead of time. So it's like a snack tray or snack options, or you could even have a um, plan for food to be delivered late night. So sometimes we'll have a kid's party and I know people are going to stay. So then I'll have pizzas coming at set. I mean, if I didn't serve pizzas during the actual party at seven o'clock. So that way you're not frantic. You're not like, oh my gosh, everyone's still here and everyone's starving. And then you call and delivery is an hour and a half from now. I just try to walk through all the different elements and just try to think of what could go wrong and how could I, or what could just take me away from the party or what could be a stress or what could I have, you know, what could I plan better so that it's really smooth. And then again, when things go wrong, you be like Elsa and you just let it go. Because most likely there's nothing you can do anyways. It's most likely not that big of a deal. Whether you have to change your like some of your party because of weather or if, you know, someone doesn't show up and you and they had RSVP'd and so you're upset. I'm telling you, let it go. Don't let that become the story of the party. When people walk in and say, wow, this looks amazing, just say thank you. You know, like you know how sometimes when we Kind of the whole thing of when someone's like, wow, you look really good. You look so pretty. You look so fit. And you say, oh my gosh, are you kidding? I've gained five pounds after vacation, blah, blah. No, just say thank you. You know, they don't have to hear about the things that went wrong just because then it turns that conversation and that energy towards that. Take the compliment. You worked hard. You deserve it. And the whole point of this is so that you can enjoy. We don't have, you know, in the scope of our year, How many hours are really spent with our very favorite people celebrating something? Not a lot in relation to, you know, the time we spend on the freeway or doing dishes or all the other things. So my whole point of this podcast is this is such a special time. Think about it ahead of time, plan ahead of time. And then when it happens, you get in that moment, you laugh, you enjoy, you make sure all your people do too, and you have the most awesome time. You will feel the best during the party, after the party, and it's just like, it's just one of those really memorable experiences if you really do it the right way. I'm telling you, learned from my mistakes. I've made all of them that I've talked to you about, and now when I plan parties, it is so much smoother and so much more enjoyable because I'm going through all these steps ahead of time to make sure that I'm not, you know, that I'm not clocked in during the party. I am clocked out. And I am set to have a good time with the people I love. And that is my wish for you. I hope this podcast gave you lots of tips and ideas the next time you throw a party. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.